he's such a cool kid. And I get to, like, claim him as my own. But at the same time, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? What's going on here? (laughs) I I dig the confidence. He's so confident. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we totally, we should have shirts. What would Sam do? What would Sam do? (laughs) WWSD. What would Sam do? Well, he would say, puppy dogs, and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) And mic drop. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I feel fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now, right now Welcome to Mental Health Moment. I'm Emily. <laughs> and I'm Claire. And we are really glad to be with you today. And speaking of be- just being really happy about things, Claire has an amazing announcement. Ah! Uh, yes. So, I know most people probably figured that I was already licensed marriage and family therapist, but no, I've been, (laughs) I've been fooling all of you because I'm so intelligent and know everything I'm talking about, but I feel like you're like, this is a confessional. Yes. Ethically, I must tell you this, that I've been lying this entire time. So I found out this evening that I passed my licensing exam. So yeah. So just for real in a few short months, you will no longer be what is your current title? Associate marriage and family therapist. Will be a licensed marriage and family therapist. Awesome. Watch so, out, Utah. Right? Claire's <laughs> taking you by storm. Yeah. Bam. So, what goes into becoming a licensed marriage and family therapist? I mean, we already know passing a very difficult exam, which you just nailed it. Yes. Rocked it. And in Utah, four thousand. Clinical hours, 4,000. It takes a little while, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you've been doing the therapy thing for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Racking up those hours. Yes. Because all the hours I did in California didn't count, so. Are you kidding Yeah. So, yes. (laughs) I had no idea. That's so funny. It was excellent news. Yes. So. Oh, Utah. Gotta be extra. So, yeah. <laughs> Making it real hard for people. and um, But I appreciate that. That's cool. Yeah. Because think of all the extra practice you got doing yes, therapy. Exactly. Yeah. Which I enjoy thoroughly, so what the heck. <laughs> What's another year of <laughs> your life? Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations! Thank you. You're super official now. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. The big L. Um... <laughs> At my first agency, when we took our licensing exams and then we had finished our hours for our social work degrees, mm-hmm. so we had our L, so we went from a CSW to an LCSW, um, the supervisor would decorate their door, like, oh. with a big L. <laughs> and so, like, people coming in, they're like, what's going on? Is it, like, a loser thing? Like, yeah. what's, yes. what's wrong? It is. But it'd just be so fun. So <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It was like a fun little thing because it it is a big deal. I mean, you know, same goes for social work. So it's like that 4,000 hours of like therapy practice Mm -hmm. and like, yeah. So cool. Done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So big deal. Big day. Yes. Claire. We're hyped and pumped. It's super official. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Tonight we thought we'd talk about something that affects every single person that we have ever met, including ourselves, and it is called... Go for it. Core beliefs. What? We are going to focus on probably more like the negative core beliefs, but yes, core beliefs. Everybody's got them. Everybody's got core beliefs. And I would say that everybody has positive and negative core beliefs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um... So what would you say core beliefs are? How would you, how do you describe them to your people? So when I'm giving people the information on what I'm talking about with this, it's, you know, if you think about all the experiences that you've had throughout your lifetime, you're going to have had things that happen that either go into a positive or a negative, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a good person or, you know, I've been told a lot that I'm outgoing or whatever is going in there. Or I'm as confident as Sam, my yes. <laughs> Confident Sam. Yeah. Um, and other things happen along the way. People communicating things to you, other events that kind of bolster up that idea, kind of validate positive and negative things mm-hmm. that you've experienced throughout your life, whether it's, you know, that is, I am a good person or, you know. I'm a loser. Something like that. Right. I'm not lovable. Yeah. So these core beliefs are these ideas that we get throughout our lives and they're validated or reinforced, mm-hmm. I would say, multiple times. Yeah. And through different experiences and different kind of venues of like that either kind of solidifies um, or just kind of helps us know that or feel that this belief is true about ourselves. It's this probably core part and usually core beliefs they've been around a while uh because they take time to kind of brew and and form yes absolutely so in therapy when we see them when they come in when people come in with maybe like some self-esteem issues or some depression or anxiety or um even addiction i would say you know Mm -hmm. um you know kind of that whole gamut there's always going to be some core belief work. I mean, I think in pretty much every single one of my clients that I can think of, everyone has core belief work to do Mm -hmm. because everybody has core beliefs. Right. And usually those negative core beliefs are the ones that kind of get us stuck. So we can't really progress. Oh yeah. It affects so many different aspects of your life. So yeah, absolutely. How have you seen it kind of affect people? Um, I think whether it be positive or negative, it can really affect the way that we view ourselves, obviously. It can also affect different decisions that we make in our lives, um, whether you are going to take a chance or not, try a new skill or not, ask somebody out or not. Um, so yeah, I think it can even, on big and small scale, it affects a lot of things. And I don't think most people even know what's the motivating factor behind the decision-making process or how they mm-hmm. think about themselves. hmm Yeah, they just kind of think, oh, well, I just am this way. Yes, exactly. Well, kind of. (laughs) Kind of, but... But you can change change that, (laughs) right. And and our job as therapists is to help you figure out what your core beliefs are and then to challenge those things and to rewrite your script and to come up with some new core beliefs that are hopefully more positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um common ones that you see? One of the big ones is I'm a failure. I see that a lot. I see a lot of people, especially in counseling, coming up with this I'm broken type of Mm. thing. I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the failure one comes up a ton. And a lot of people have it and they'll say it different ways or it comes out in 
you know, just different descriptor word, but a lot of times it comes down to that. Right. And like, I can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm terrible at relationships. Yes. I'm a bad daughter. I'm a bad sister. I'm a bad husband. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm terrible at this. And, and you're right. It, it does kind of come down to that core belief of I'm broken or I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Those are the pretty big ones. I think another one is, um, oh gosh, it was going to be a great one, (laughs) but yeah, but definitely the broken one. I've seen that Mm -hmm. often that I'm a failure. I'm unlovable. Um, a lot of people have, I think I've come across two are based on, um, physical appearance. I'm ugly, Mm -hmm. even things like that, just Mm -hmm. whether it be physical or about other attributes that you have, it kind of runs the gamut, but I, yeah. the ones that we've named, I really encounter a ton. Yeah. And those are pretty much like most people have that going on mm-hmm. at some level. Uh, those are the pretty standard ones. Right. So how do you identify your own? This can be tricky. I think it's, I don't know. I feel like I think about mine a lot. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm just, you know, doing this work and talking about it at the time or being right. introspective. <laughs> um, but I think a lot of times it's kind of hard to figure out what the heck, why am I doing what I'm doing? What are my core beliefs? Mm-hmm. So typically when I'm in session with my clients, I'm asking them, okay, if you can't right off the bat, think of any, a good rule of thumb is to go with what are some of your insecurities What are some things that um, make you super defensive when people bring it up or embarrassed when a certain topic comes up? And then we take that step back. You know, you know, I don't like it when people bring up um, body image or or I don't like it when people start talking about something that I've never done before and I don't know if I'm going to be good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or I hate it when people bring up college because I haven't finished it and I because I got a few bad grades. Well, then let's take that step back. What is the fear? What is that kind of a trigger that is behind that? And people can typically pick up on it pretty quickly from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So even just, it's kind of like that onion, you know, you want to just peel, mm-hmm. peel the layers back until you get to that core belief or that core thought that kind of drives a whole lot of behavior. Absolutely. Right. So, uh, somebody who feels like they're a failure you know, maybe they are finding themselves not have a lot of success in their job. So maybe they get fired a lot or maybe in their interpersonal relationships, they just, they're just kind of not a very good friend Mm -hmm. or not a very good partner. Um, you know, kind of just the self-sabotaging, well, it's because I can't do anything right. right. I never do anything right. And, and so then it's like, okay, well, so that's, not an actual truth statement. Mm-hmm. Let's peel back and, and let's look at that a little bit more and dig down. So, uh, by digging down and, you know, starting with those insecurities or starting with even, even if people aren't able to really identify their insecurities, starting with just behaviors too. Yes. You know, looking at behaviors point. of mm-hmm. like, well, let's look at this behavior. Let's look at this pattern and let's kind of see like, what are you avoiding? Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's this other thing, you know? Um, it was really cool. Like a while back, there was a person who was working on their core beliefs and stuff and, and they had done a lot of work on their stuff and they were like, yeah, I'm so good with it. And then a few sessions later, something else came up and I was like, I wonder what that goes back to. And they're like, Oh, my core belief. I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, why is it still there? Like, you know, it's great though that 
the awareness was there yeah. so that they didn't have to stay stuck in the rut and they could quickly yeah. like challenge it and I get through it. Yes, yeah. exactly. And I mean, realistically, they're never going to go away. We're no. always going to have those insecurities. Yeah. A point, and I think a lot of people figure, like a lot of things when it comes to counseling, when am I going to be done with this? When am I going to get right. past this? When oh, am I better? Oh, no. <laughs> That's not normally how it goes. But we're just trying to reduce it and be a little bit more realistic and healthier in our thinking patterns. And definitely increase that awareness. And I think, like, awareness is just so key. Mm-hmm. Once we have that awareness, it's like, okay. Like, I'm aware, like for me, I'm aware that I feel like a failure a lot of the time. (laughs) So when I do things wrong, instead of wallowing in it for a while, you know, my reframe is, okay, I'm allowed to be human. Exactly. And so then now I've gotten to a point where I'm not going to say all the time, but a lot of the time when (laughs) I'm like, oh, I screwed that up. I'm such a failure. It's immediately this, I got to be human. Right. And that almost makes it better. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, waiting for the results on my licensing exam. You know, maybe that's why it keeps coming up. Are we thinking... Is that one of our core beliefs? Failure? Yes. Big time. I mean, that month that I was waiting, talk about anxiety and just pleading with the guy upstairs, like, please, just if there's any way that you can... Because I totally thought that I'm a failure. There's no way I passed this test. Wow. I mean... If I had the, if I was able to kind of, you know, keep it in check, it's a bit a better month. But even the best of us have some even trouble. the LMFTs, yeah. <laughs> we struggle. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and I just think I think one of the things that I really try to portray to my clients is that it's really normal. You know, like core beliefs, negative core beliefs. It's just such a key part of every single person. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that people are having these things. I think once they discover their core beliefs, they're like, oh, why do I have that? What's wrong with me? And that almost yeah. like, no, 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 no. no. Everybody okay. has it. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It I have it. Typical. You're okay yeah. now. So, basically, you're human and normal. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so identifying your own, there's like worksheets online that you can look up to help identify your core beliefs. You can definitely meet with a qualified therapist, an LMFT yes. or an LCSW course, or yeah. whoever is your therapist <laughs> um, can definitely help guide you into that direction of identifying those core beliefs. Now, once you find them, once you figure out, okay, this is my core belief. I feel like a failure or I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough. I hear that one a lot too. Mm. Um you know, all these things that you're like, ah, that, okay, there it is. Yeah. And you'll usually know what it is because after you say it, you're like, yeah, I, I totally believe that. Mm-hmm. It was really uncomfortable for me to say. Yep. And admit that. Yeah. But yep. This is happening. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like those little truth moments that you're like, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to admit that it's there, but there it is. <laughs> so after you identify it. What do you do? Yeah. That's, this is where the good stuff happens. So this is the hard work that like most things, you're going to be practicing this until the end of time. Um, it gets easier. Oh yes. And once it becomes a habit, like anything else, like building up muscle, Mm -hmm. it just, that it works so much better. Um, so you're practicing, you've identified that's done. Now you have to challenge those thoughts and replace them with something that is more realistic and mm-hmm. just a healthier 
internal thought process. So challenging it, you're going to be coming up with reasons to the contrary of whatever you're thinking. So um, I'm not smart. For that one, it's, well, you know, I I did pretty good in school and I have, you know, I, I did go to college or whatever it is that it has gone in your life that you have that are examples to the contrary. You come up with those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would then replace it with something that's more realistic. Yeah, that's kind of a key. You don't want to be replacing it with something that is not realistic. Like, I'm the most intelligent person on the planet Earth. Right. Let's not go there. But something that's... That's totally believable and realistic. Acceptable and realistic. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you say it, it doesn't feel so like, <gasps> no, I can't ever say that about myself. It, it feels like it's a stretch. You know, I, I do encourage my people to choose like a reframe that is pushing them to think more positively. But like you said, it's not completely out there, like right. unattainable. Yes. Yeah. So with the, I'm not smart, you know, it's, you come up with those things like, for example, like, well, you know, I did pretty good in school mm-hmm. or, um, I can figure things out from YouTube videos pretty well. Yes. Or, I mean, whatever your things are, um, I usually try to come up with three to five mm-hmm. pieces of contrary evidence right. for that negative core belief to like challenge that. Um, do you have a specific number or you just kind of, whatever they come up with? I, no less than three is what we do when we're in session Mm -hmm. for every single one that they've, every core belief they've come up with. Uh And that's, it's hard for people, but you gotta, like a lot of things, you gotta own it. I mean, if you don't have to be perfect at it, but Hey, if it's there, if you've done it, own it and just go with it. And just realize, like, okay, this is happening, and yes. I'm doing this. It's cool. <laughs> if you're like, oh, I'm unlovable, well, you know, no, I've I've had some relationships. I have family members that care about me. It's like my you don't dog have to be loves the me. Perfect person in the whole world, or have every person want you. Just own it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be good and go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, um, then the reframe. So the reframe is going to be something reasonable, something mm-hmm. acceptable, something that stretches you a little bit. But it feels doable. So for the I'm not lovable, Mm -hmm. what would you say a decent reframe would be? For I'm not lovable, I think something that I would typically have clients, well, something that's authentic for them. But if it was me, I would say, you know, I've had a lot of great relationships and in the future I plan on having more. Something like Mm -hmm. that. Or let's think of another core um, belief. Um, For something like I'm a failure. Maybe saying something like, you know, I have had challenges in my life, but I have had a lot of achievements as well. And mm-hmm. I'm human. I don't have to be perfect, mm-hmm. but I'm always trying my best. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. So um, definitely reframing it with something that feels okay to you. Mm-hmm. But again, kind of pushes you a little bit more like, okay, I don't, I don't want to admit it, but maybe I'm not Mm -hmm. actually as much of a failure as I thought I would be. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So, because I think a lot of people get into this and this does not work. And I, I find that I have to talk about this with clients a lot is their reframe. If it's not realistic or they don't buy into it or or it's too cheesy for them Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. It's like, no, it's gotta be something authentic Mm -hmm. and that you will buy into when you're having to utilize it. You know, so like, you know, if somebody's core belief was, well, I'm not lovable. So then they go and challenge it. And then their reframe is, I am the most lovable person in the world. Mm. Mm, buddy. Yeah. 
yeah. Maybe scale back. Mm-hmm. You know, again, don't go for like something super excessive. Just go for, you know, I am capable of loving others or I have positive relationships. Exactly. Because if your reframe is not realistic, that's not going to be helping you in the future. Mm-hmm. It's just going to probably... If you can't live up to that, it's just going to take you right back to where you were before. And it's going to validate that negative yeah, core belief even more. Like, oh, see, I can't be the most lovable right. person, and <laughs> therefore I am unlovable. Right, exactly. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't play that game. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So then once you reframe it, what's the next step? Like, what? what's left with the core belief? Then you got to practice <laughs> until you can reduce <laughs> those core beliefs and make them in that reasonable level that mm-hmm. you're able to cope with. You're able to um, keep practicing at what you've been doing because that's kind of what it's all about is just keeping up with that. Yeah. So that you can have a reduction in the effects that it's having in your life. That sounded very LMF to you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so intelligent right now. <laughs> uh, I did want to bring up another way to kind of go about exploring core beliefs and challenging them. There, there's um, obviously the CBT approach. You know that cognitive behavioral therapy, mm-hmm. where you, you know you take the idea, you look at the idea and the the thought of it, and then you challenge that. Um, another th- thing that's been helpful for some of my clients is to do more of like a sensory approach. Um, because if, if you're kind of under that guise or that modality of you really have to feel things and experience things in order to process through it, um, you know, you can do a more sensory thing. So when you identify your core belief, again, it's going to be a lot of cognitive stuff at first to try to peel back those layers and be like, okay, this is, this is it. I'm not, I'm a failure. I'm not lovable, whatever it is. Um, and then go sensory and be like, okay, when I say those words, what does that feel like? Right. And what do I notice happening in my body? And the more you can connect into your body and like feel what that feels like, then you can start to change that. Well, okay. So when I say I'm unlovable, I feel like I'm not in my stomach, my chest gets tight and I feel like I want to cry. Okay. So what do you think you'd want to feel? Well, I, I don't want to feel that. Okay. Well, what, what would your chest feel like if you were lovable? Well, it'd be open. Okay. So, and then we'd kind of visualize that and feel that for a while. And then, and, and so that's another way of doing it as well is, is that sensory approach. Um, definitely it goes hand in hand with the cognitive stuff because you do have to, you do have to admit it. Right. Like admit the thoughts are there. Absolutely. I think that's such a cool approach and I've always kind of, leaned toward the cognitive behavioral, but I think that would be so neat to add that in. So I'm so glad that you brought that up tonight because I think that's such a cool thing for um, clients to be able to make that connection of what it feels like in the body, because then once they've done some of the work, they can see, okay, they have two different ways to be able to identify has a change occurred. Right. Can I feel a change in my body and my thought process? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And then also it helps us, you know, if we're able to connect into our bodies as well, um, then down the road, you know, maybe when stuff comes up, we may not really realize the thoughts there, but mm-hmm. if we've connected into our bodies and we know like, oh, my stomach kind of is clenching and my chest is getting tight, that's immediately, bam, 
okay, core belief work. I yeah, got to do that now. On. That's awesome. So it's oh. just, it's a couple different ways to kind of connect in with ourselves and keep ourselves in check Absolutely. so that, you know, that follow through and that follow up and that work does become easier because you have a few different ways to keep yourself in check. Yeah. So yeah. I love it. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's all about teaching ourselves to just connect in and yeah. not only with our thoughts, but how we feel. Absolutely. So yeah. Super um, cool. Core beliefs. There it is. Yeah. Simple as that. I mean, right. It's just easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, just identify how much you hate yourself yes. and in what ways and then just get and, rid of them. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> it's all lies. Right. <laughs> it is all a lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you have any uh, thoughts on core beliefs or if you have any questions or concerns or anything, we'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to message us either on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Facebook, it's Mental Health Moment. Instagram is the same thing, Mental Health Moment. Uh, we're, we're here. We love answering questions. We love kind of just getting out there and chatting about stuff. Um, we'd like to thank Jonathan Colton for the music. Please remember to follow us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Also, you can listen to us on iTunes. You can subscribe on that or Google Play. Super cool. Yeah. It's a thing, you know. All Get of connected. it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, you know, just add us to your list. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's thing to do. And we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now Right now